Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. It has been stressful trying to figure this computer stuff out. Technology. Um, but I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. It's going to be okay. Um, have you ever wondered what the evolutionary reason is for having fingernails? No, but I would assume it was so that you could scratch and claw. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if we came from monkeys, what are they using for? That's what they say. Sure. I don't know. I just was kind of annoyed working in the garage today. I moved everything out of it. Cleaned it up really good. Threw a bunch of stuff away. Reorganized it. Put it back together. Drain the gas out of the snowblower finally, and by the time I got done with everything, my nails were dirty. I felt so gross. I'm like, this is why I clipped my nails. And then I was thinking to myself, by the way, why do I even need fingernails at this point? I don't know, but it sure would be weird if we didn't. I suppose. Only because we're used to having them. Yeah, of course. On that note, <laughs> happy recording day. Happy recording day. This might uh, might be a little weird one. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. outside you know and uh sorry it was a hot one and it keeps raining supposed to be raining the rest of the weekend too um it's just been rain 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 which is great for the grass i appreciate it um but i'm still on vacation i'm trying to knock out as many projects i can before i have to go back to work and by go back to work i mean travel down the stairs <laughs> <laughs> to the basement um but yeah i've been trying to get some stuff done so word been busy i've been wearing my body down to nothing i'm not even really staying up late anymore but i'm just so doggone tired from all the the sun and being outside and i'm 13 shades darker right now <laughs> compared to what I normally am <laughs> in the wintertime. And I'm just exhausted, bro. Well, you look good. Thank you. I've been out in Dark the sun baby. quite a bit. <clears throat> so much so that I have a... When I take my wedding band off, I have a tan line. And I also have a perfect Apple Watch tan line on my wrist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, speaking of Apple Watch, um, I was uh, I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast. He was talking about a friend of his who, during COVID, was wearing his watch, and he was leaving the house to record this audio book. And the watch, the Apple Watch, sent him a message saying, "You're supposed to be uh, quarantining right now, but you're leaving the house." Type of deal. <laughs> And it was like, uh, you know, he was getting reprimanded by his Apple Watch. And it kind of sparked a conversation of how technology is becoming so intrusive into our lives. But yet we kind of feel like we can't live without it type of deal. Yeah. Um, it's like, where do you draw the line? Like, I'm not. I don't like listening to people, let alone technology, you know. 
but I kind of feel like it's got us by the small hairs. Yeah, maybe. It's also kind of cool. Like, I was making cookies today. And by making, I mean uh. store-bought. <laughs> but uh, I used Amazon to set a timer on my thing that I won't say because it's right in front of me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> on the Echo, but... And then, you know... It's like, oh, goes off in 12 minutes or whatever I set. And I just said the wake name and then stop. And it did. And I was just like, that's kind of cool. You know, I didn't have to lift a finger. And it just does what I say. <laughs> like, isn't that cool? <laughs> Insert sexist joke here. It's not a sexist thing. So, it's just a. Of you course know. not. I'm just saying. I mean, it's, you know, it's cool technology, bro. We can turn our lights on and off and set reminders and timers. And yeah, it learns you and your habits <clears throat> and then gives you recommendations. And I get it. It's creepy because I wonder how much of that is being used probably against us. I mean, even the marketing side. You know, people pay for keywords and then it's listening and it hears that. And then you go on Facebook an hour later and there's ads for that very thing you're talking about. Like, that's creepy, man. But it's also cool. It is indeed. You know what I'm saying? It is. So my, my wife jokes about me that our whole house will be automated. Our whole life will be automated if it was up to me. And in a way, she's right. But... I do think that it's very weird that very thing right there. You, your people are buying or purchasing the, you know, the the information from these different companies to give us ads and to to sell stuff, force us into thinking. Yeah. yeah. So, so the other day, I was uh, I was in the kitchen, and it's almost as if it knows that I'm in the room type of deal. I think it's because it's listening all the time. You uh, say that it's not listening unless you say the wake word. I don't believe. Oh, that. I don't either. I mean, there's been plenty of times where the the audio recordings were subpoenaed in court cases and stuff like that. But um, I walk into the room, I say something to the wife, and then I see boom. You, you hear the boom, and you get the yellow ring going around mm -hmm. the, you know, the the echo, and I said, okay, tell me the notification. And it said, three months ago, you purchased this product. Would you be willing to give a product review? Did you like it? You know, yes or no type of deal. It asked a question. And then it waited for a response. So I gave it the response so that it wouldn't just keep listening. <laughs> and, uh, oh, it was a five-star rating. It was five stars. So what, what did you want to, how would you rate it? Uh, zero to five stars. I said five stars. And she said, thank you. These reviews help us to better blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I thought to myself, like, ain't that a bitch though? Like it, it didn't, it, it seems like every single time it asked me for a product review, it's when I'm in the room. Like I don't like come home at the end of a day being out and then see that there's a notification and it's a product review. It seems like it's anytime I'm in the kitchen saying something to the wife or hears my voice and it's like, boom, let me get this product review because he's actually home right now. Hmm. So I got to think that it is kind of always listening or even if it's not always listening, maybe it just like turns on the ears like once every five minutes or so. Like, even if you just did that once every five minutes, you have a chance of catching the person that owns the account, which is me. Even though it keeps saying that it, <laughs> the other thing is, oh, by the way, we've spoken before. It would be very helpful if you allow me to learn your name. <laughs> you ever get that? No. I think when I set it up, shortly after maybe a week or two it would just randomly have notifications and I'd be like 
wake name, play the notification. It's like, since we're new here, here's what you can do to personalize your experience. It's like, you can, no. you know, like, I can learn yeah. your your voice and put these privacy things. And... Sure. But that's the thing, right? So it starts learning your voice and associates it with a name. You're no longer, like, you're giving away privacy a little bit more. And so for me, I, at least that's the way that I feel. And so um, I don't want to, every time it says, can I learn your name? I say no every single time because I don't want to give you any more information than you already have. Like technically you already know my name because it's my Amazon account <laughs> and it's, you know where I live. You have my you card hooked live. up to your account. Absolutely. You got all my freaking financial information. You know who I am. You know my buying habits, my music habits. Yep. TV habits. I mean, that's the thing with like, yep. I was going to something today or maybe it was yesterday when we were recording actually. And it's just like cookie notifications. And I always click no, but I'm like, you think they're still not doing it? Like, of course, of course they're, they're tracking what I search and when I search it, how often, how long I spend on the page. And then if I buy it or if I don't, or you know what I'm saying? Right. I right. mean, the convenience is awesome but we're also giving up <clears throat> i guess you know electronic privacy that no one really cares about but we also need to understand like it does kind of shape our purchasing habits and our music and tv habits you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely I, I so I mean Netflix does it dinner time with does it real good with like you know if if you're binging shows. a thing and you don't hit yeah. a button for like three or five episodes it's like hey are you still watching <laughs> right yeah they want like know. dang dude sorry you were saying yeah yeah they do the same thing with suggested shows right it's like you watch this so you might like that yep it's like. Mm, yeah i probably will like it fine push press play like i just finished s f is for family the season four oh, or season three whatever i it gotta was. watch it oh my god i was like i i was honestly the way it ended on such a cliffhanger i swore at the tv <laughs> And then I saw it wasn't another episode starting in the next 15 seconds. And I, then I, I literally got mad. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Did I just seriously watch all 10 shows? <laughs> like, over some time. But, you know, it, it took me essentially, I don't know, four days to get through 10 episodes. And I was, I was upset. I'm like, I can't, I can't believe I just ran out of episodes to watch. And then I started looking for other stuff to watch, and it was like close to 10 o'clock, and the wife texted me and said, hey, I'm going to bed, good night, cuddle me when you get in bed. And I'm like, fuck, how late is it? It's like 10 o'clock. So I started trying to watch Frontier, Jason Momoa's show. Mm -hmm. It's only got like one season so far. It was so slow starting that I just turned it back off. And then um, I tried to watch another show. What was it? Afterlife. I was trying to watch Afterlife. You know the guy who who did, um, he was the host for the Oscars? Can't remember his no. name. He's a very funny comedian. Um, oh, British? What's his name? British guy, yeah. Yeah, he's the first... He was in the first office. I know who you're talking about. I just I can't think of his name either. He was in the first office? As like in the like original? The British office? Yeah. Hmm. Ricky um Travis. Travis. Whatever it is. Traver is it a T Tra or a D? Dravaeus. Yeah. It is a G. Dravaeus, that's what it is. Ricky Dravaeus. Anyway. <clears throat> 
Have you seen his stand-up, by the way? By the way. Um, I've not seen his stand-up. Oh, I'm going to have to find something and send it to you. Well, so... Him hosting the Oscars was not the first time. Like I, I've seen, I've seen clips, and I think he's hilariously dirty. Oh yeah, and I think is great. He's extremely depressed and suicidal, and probably needs some serious help. Granted, um, who doesn't? I think he's hilarious, though. I don't know. It's kind of hard to be British and not be funny, though, isn't it? <laughs> is that racist? God, I'm sorry. It's probably racist. I don't know. I don't think they really give a shit about Americans. I'm sure they don't. Of... But but still. <laughs> yeah, don't even say it. But still, I, I just think the way that they talk is extremely oh, funny. Oh, yeah. Everything, is, everything seems so proper all the time. Just a fucking wanker. <laughs> yeah bloody hell so I smoke I smoke cigars with a Englishman and um, I told him I was watching some video and and I learned a bunch of you know English words he was like oh yeah like what I said like bullocks I had never heard of bullocks this was a couple years ago or whatever but he was like, oh, yeah, you know, that could be derogatory or uh, extremely proper to say bullocks. Or, you know, basically it's, it means bullshit. But it could also mean it's awesome at the same time, you know. Mm-hmm. It can be bullshit or awesome. You know, have you heard the term, you know, that's the cat's ass? It's the cat's ass, man. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, it can be bullocks. So, I don't know. I ran through a bunch of different phrases, and then he gave me a bunch more that I forgot. Um, But it was funny just learning about the different culture. We're all speaking English, but their form of it is, according to him, we speak proper English. (laughs) Not not this Americanized bullshit that you guys speak. Yeah, which they do. I mean, I, I agree with him. Yeah. Oh, you saw me on the telly, eh? Us Americans seem to want to forget where we came from originally. Well, some of us. (laughs) 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 Definitely not all of us. No. But yeah, I understand. There's a few chosen. Yeah, the chosen. That are enlightened. Um. So yeah, I, I I think they're funny. So I I saw that the the British office came on. I, I think it popped up on Prime. I think it's Prime. Really? And I, I said to the wife, I said, "Do you want to watch the original?" Because you know she finally saw the American version, got through all the seasons, and then restarted it again because she was bored. That COVID lifestyle, you know. <laughs> um, I was like, "Come on, we can watch the original." She's like, "Nah, not that interested." And I'm like, "Huh? Seriously?" Uh, I would think for sure you'd want to see it, but I mean, at least give it a shot. You know, it's going to be a little bit more grimy, but that's the fun. That's exactly why I want to see it. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched the original. So I've only seen the first episode or uh, first season. Mm. But I enjoyed it. I do remember that. <clears throat> so so let's go back to technology for a second. I um I was thinking to myself that I don't know, man. It might be like platforms like this, unchurched or other similar platforms that may be a little bit more consistent with their <laughs> with their topics. <laughs> um, could that be a good substitution for actually going to the building? Uh, I think so, yeah. 
And honestly, that's what people are doing now anyway. I think so too. And I think it would really reduce a lot of overhead <laughs> and, and actually get people back to the basics of what <clears throat> relationship with God is really all about and, and how it should be communicated. Because, you know, when I look at church, I, I know that it has all of its flaws, many, many flaws. You know, going to a building, I think, is the number one flaw. If you want to look at, you know, the birth of the church, I think going to the building is probably the number one flaw. Um, but also, the... But I, I think, you know, a tech technological church probably has its flaws too, like the lack of community, but it can still be created, right? You can still find creative ways to create community, even online. I mean, there's, we have online communities right now, right? Facebook, Twitter. I was going to say MySpace first, but then I was going to date myself by saying that, so. Hey man, one of the OGs, which is still alive and kicking. Is it really? Yeah, bro. Freaking what's his butt bought it. Justin Timberlake. A long time ago. Yeah, man. If you if you still have a profile, you can go find it. I don't still have a profile. And when I had it, I wasn't using it for music. Hey yo. Yo, I know this because I went and searched for Chester the Penguin. He was a stuffed penguin we got when we were touring around playing music and doing ministry and stuff. And I yeah. gave it a MySpace and updated it like wherever we stopped, what was going on, like through the life of Chester the Penguin. Are you That's how serious? dumb I was and probably still am. Wow. But yeah, you can find him. He's still up there. Interesting. Chester <laughs> the Penguin. <clears throat> well, I have two things. Yeah. One, I want to know, I want to unpack a little bit of why you think the church meeting in a building is such a, a big issue. <clears throat> and then I also was, I'll say something after, after we talk about that. Because I was kind of already thinking about okay. this just the other day, watching the news on something, but I'll we'll get there in a minute. So what's what's the deal with the building? Um. So I I, I get the point of having a building to go to, like having a building to actually operate out of. If if in fact churches were actually doing a a good work or good service to the community, having a place to come to, like, let's say you're, you're doing a food bank out of your church. You, you could have a building for that and not necessarily have services. If you, if you wanted to set up a building to, um, you know, like some churches help their community when there's a, a lower socioeconomic community, uh, where there's not a lot of college graduates or high school graduates, you can set up a computer room for people to come in and get their GEDs. You can still do that and not necessarily have people come in for a worship service, air quotes. Sure. Right? Um, so, I, I, so I understand that there's a lot, a lot of things that you can do out of a building. I guess my problem is is that majority of churches that exist don't do any of that shit outside of their, <laughs> with their building. They don't actually provide a service with their building. Yeah. They only do Christian services out of their building. And so for me, I think that we have become so complacent in the Christian church. We've, we, we've made the building, we've, we've tailored the building to an experience with God. So it's become the, the celebration service, if you will, the praise and worship, the tithes and offerings, all the money that comes in go towards 
maintaining the building for, for the purpose of, you know, the, the church. Well, it's like we reverted we back kind of to the Old Testament when there was an actual physical temple. Essentially, yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Um, where, whereas I think that instead of a, a building that holds 2,000 people, 2,500 people, or even, you know, whatever, you can have a storefront where you run your ministry out of it to actually do ministry that's not, oh, you know, you, you stubbed your toe, let me come in and we're going to have an altar call for you, you know, at the end of service. I just don't think that that's necessarily what it's supposed to be. <laughs> have an altar call. <laughs> No, I get it. It just struck me funny for some reason. I've I've been in services where it's like, you know, hey, we've gotten a lot of calls from people that are sick, you know, this week. We're going to do an altar call right now for those who are sick. And we're going to line you up. We're going to pray for you. And we're going to believe God to heal you. Like, I get that. I get that. But, damn it, if I get to wait for Sunday to get some healing... In, a, in an altar call in the, in the building, uh, that sucks. <laughs> I would rather be able yeah. to just, you know what I'm saying, pick up the phone and say, hey, look, dude, I'm really, really sick. I really don't want to be sick. Can you believe God with me? Because the scripture says, where two or three are gathered together in agreement, there I am in the midst of them. Mm. That's what Jesus said. Like I don't need a, a church service to um to go to and I have to be in worship and I have to sit through the word and give my tithes and offerings and 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 go through this whole hour and a half ordeal for somebody to say, Okay, we're gonna call people up now for prayer. That's not that's not community to me. Community to me is I'm gonna knock on my neighbor's neighbor's door who's a Christian. Or I'm going to call a friend who's a Christian, and we're going to touch and agree, and we're going to believe God for my healing because that's what I want right now. I want prayer. What do you be touching though? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. You don't need a building for that, and I think that we've pl- we've placed so much stock on the building that we've forgotten the um, the merits of Christianity or. Maybe I didn't say that right. Um, There's so much emphasis on the building, so much so to where pastors will even begin to preach that it's a sin not to go to the building. As if there's any scriptural reference to back that up. There is none. There is no scriptural reference to back up the fact that you need to go to the building in order to be a Christian. If the truth is that faith in Jesus Christ Listen, bro, I'm about to get satisfyingly deep. Oh, good lord. If the truth according to scripture is that salvation is a result of faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, and it makes no mention at all concerning the building, the coming together in a building, Why is it considered sin? It shouldn't be considered sin to not be part of a church. You shouldn't be considered a backslider because you refuse to go to the building anymore. You shouldn't be considered a person who is lost because you don't want to go to the building. The fact is is that Christianity, true Christianity, is based on a personal faith, a belief within your mind and your heart, right? And a confession of your mouth. That's That's what Paul said in Romans, right? If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's what he said. He made no mention to a building. He made no mention to a to a you know a congregation and having to you know do all this stuff and and I've heard preachers say, you know, listen, I'm up here preaching. If you truly want to accept Christ, then and if you really do believe in him, you should be willing to come down here in front of all these people and say it. 
Say that you want to accept Christ. Say that you believe in Christ. You know, because Jesus said that if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. So let's just nip the shame in the bud and you just come down here and you profess your dying love for Jesus in front of everybody. And it's like, um, I'm sorry, that, that scripture is completely out of context and not what he was saying. So he wasn't saying that if, if you really do love me, then you need to proclaim it in front of a, a crowd of 100 people by coming down and embarrassing yourself. That's not what it... It's not what he meant. It's not what the spirit of that message was. So, um, so frankly, that's my problem with the physical building. We place too much stock in that building. This is the place where the spirit of the Lord dwells. This is the altar of God. Says who? Says the Old Testament? Because it's the Old Testament where they actually erected altars for God. Not the New Testament. <clears throat> yep. Jesus didn't ask for an altar to be made to him. He said, believe in me. Because I already did it. He said to his disciples, he's like, hey, listen, you follow me. Forget these fish that you're pulling out of the water. I'll make you fishers of men. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> Here you go. So it's too much stock in the building. That's all. Yeah, I agree, man. And I think technology can help this. But what do you say? Because I've talked long enough. That was good. You could say it was satisfyingly good. <laughs> <laughs> what? We haven't done satisfyingly uh, deep bit in a minute bro i'm excited to put that do 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 boom in there you know what i'm saying <laughs> anyway so yeah i i definitely agree and i asked you knowing what your opinion was but i i like fleshing it out some more you know sure. um and i will say i don't think the building is a bad thing you know like, in and of itself, people meeting at a place to worship and hang out with other Christians is not a bad thing. But I think what we're both trying to say is that's what faith has become, is going to the building, and is being so consumed in your little Christian cliques and your Christian bubbles that you're so dogmatic about, well, it's biblical, and it's like, yeah, but... Jesus died, <laughs> so there's no need for a temple anymore because the scripture says we are now the temple, and the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. lives in us. He doesn't live in the, what was it called? The whole holiest of holies, or what, what was the, the inner room? There you go. Where only the priest could go no, in you said with it a right. bell on. Mm -hmm. Those are two different places, by the way. The outer court, the inner court, and the most holy of holies. Yep. So anyway, that being said, I definitely am not trying to say like, and maybe you are, I don't know, but to me, the building is not necessarily the bad thing. It's just, it's become the thing. And it's completely consumed like faith believers into shaping their faith in this weird way. And now Christians are like, weird people and clicky and all the shit right stuff i probably don't have to say sure. but so here's my thing i was watching the news the other day we've been watching just like news while we're eating lunch for some reason and um they're interviewing some business owners in a couple cities around chicago and you know various places and <clears throat> there's this one smaller town uh, they interviewed this uh, gentleman who owns a gym, and he's a personal trainer, and he's got, I forget, like uh, maybe four to six other trainers that he employs. And obviously, since COVID, <clears throat> they've not been able to open up 
and still aren't. So what he's done is he's um, he's got this like decent sized gym, but he only works out of one room now, and he just FaceTimes his clients and virtually trains them and checks in with them and is having his other trainers do the same. And he was even saying, like, it's really proving that I don't need this overhead of, like, a building and the equipment. Like, most people who want to work out already have the stuff they need. Or if they don't, they'll buy it themselves. And then we could do, like, what we're just doing right now, FaceTiming. And I can train you and sculpt you and motivate you. And you can pay me. And we don't ever have to be in front of each other physically, ever. And... um. So what's my point? They were asking, like, do they think that's going to hurt their business in the future? And he was actually saying, like, no, if anything, I think it's going to help. Like, I kind of don't want to go back to having a building and all the bills when I can just do this over the phone. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of the ironic part is... We can't go be with people, but we're probably more connected now with people than we have been in a long time. And it's not because of physically being around them. It's because things are intentional now. And like, I want to talk to you and see your face and check in on you. And I miss you versus, Mm -hmm. oh yeah. I mean, I see you at the bar every Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday or I see you at the grocery like whatever you know what i'm saying and then it made me think about the church because right now everyone's doing virtual stuff and some churches are like screw you we're opening up it's all right you know and all the trump supporting super conservative christians are like yeah you can't tell me not to worship it's my god given right you know and it's like Okay, well, do you, boo, but you're stupid because you can worship. (laughs) You don't need to go to a building. And especially right now with the COVID thing, you know, like, I don't know. I just think it's an interesting time. I kind of got off my point there for a second. Um, No, I think you're still on point. I I agree. the, The lack of having the building right now, I think, is a good thing in the same way that that business owner is finding like, hey, you know what? I can trim a lot of fat and do a lot of things like cleaning the building, making sure like my bills are paid. And that's a bad example, but like all the upkeep that it, that it takes to maintain that physical space, he doesn't have to do now. He can literally do it from one small room or his house if he wanted to. Think of all the time and resources and money that's being saved. Like, that's a good thing. It is indeed. And I think the church, yeah, you know, air quotes in a whole, needs to really analyze, and I'm sure they are, because they pretty much are forced to right now, but I hope that they realize, man, it's really not about the building. Like, maybe we've put a lot, or not a lot, but way too much emphasis on this four-wall thing that we're just essentially wasting money when we could be, you know, yeah, pay your tithe. Not so like the pastor can make 75 grand a year and we can have this building with AC and repaint it and add on this new thing over here for the youth. But maybe we take all that money and we go feed people or, you know, I don't know. Like there's so many things that could be done, especially right now to like, you know, all the, the elderly people who can't really get out and about anyway, like they need groceries. They need to be safe. They need to know that like, who's bringing me my groceries don't have COVID. Like can't churches say, fuck the building, fuck the overhead. Let's put our money into like being the church. (laughs) And I really hope that those conversations and those thoughts are being, um, cultivated and like they're putting legs to it because dude that is the church the church is not the walls and the drum sets and the pews and what decorations for this season and you know what i mean 
I agree. I agree. Um, I was just wondering, like, who was the person who who got virtualchurch.com? I actually looked at the, I'm looking at the. Uh, Is it for sale? The. Uh, no, it's not for sale. Someone has it, but it's not secure. And it's um, it is the oldest website I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, it is super old, like nineteen ninety old type of deal. Um, but I, I think that it's definitely the way that we're going. And, I, you know, I kind of feel for those who had their entire living based on that building, you know, even though they've got overhead, having to pay staff, cleaning, maintenance, stuff like that. And there are a lot of churches out there that are trying to do good work and just trying to be there for people. But the tools that we have today, are so advanced. You can just say, forget the whole, um, forget the whole ties and offering bit. And you can just monetize a website or even just go on YouTube and have advertisers and, um, or do a podcast like we're doing or have your church online. People can pay their tithes, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying, forget the tithe, forget the offerings. Like you could, you could exist without it completely because they're so unnecessary at this point. Yeah. But most, here's, here's where I'm going to get into trouble and I'm going to sound like a dick. Okay. But a lot of pastors, that is their profession. I get that. They, I do. They are called and therefore they should be taken care of. Sure. Yeah. He that lives off the gospel, he's worthy of double honor. It's a verse that is in Timothy that um, that a lot of preachers will uh, quote during offering time for <laughs> the guest speaker <laughs> when it actually has nothing at all to do with money. So um, I get it. I've heard that scripture twisted my whole life. Um, the thing is, though, is that how about you get up there and you do a sermon, and you, online, you do a sermon online, you preach a message, or just talk it out, whatever, it doesn't even have to be preaching. Um, you can talk it out, you can give the salvation message at the end of it, you can encourage your your followers to, to share your videos or whatever, and you can, um, you can do advertisement, and you can say, hey, listen, Here's a book that, that I'm reading or listening to this week. It's on audible.com. Use my promo code and you'll help, you'll help me because I'll get a kickback for these books that you, that you listen to or for every membership you know, that I gain. You know, I get a kickback. So it's $3 a month or something like that and Amazon might give you $0.30 cents or $0.25 cents or whatever on every new subscriber that you have and you can build your audience that way and build your income that way. Um, there's, there's so much, it's called affiliate marketing. You can do that on any website you have on our website, my website, your website, whoever's website, you can do affiliate marketing on there and you can make a good living off of that. As long as you're diligent to, to build it, you build your audience, you build revenue. And you can still be doing the same thing, still preaching your same gospel, your same message, whatever, and um, and still impact lives that way. Um, and you can say, well, what about you know touching people, touching people, you know, physically? I get that that can be a challenge, but the fact is, is that one thing that we never talk about when it comes down to the miracles that Jesus did. Obviously, everything that Jesus did wasn't written in the 66 books, right? 39 in the old, 27 in the new. 
obviously everything, uh, like John said, um, as, as the Apostle John said, he said if all the things that Jesus actually did in those three years were recorded in books, there wouldn't be enough books to contain all the things that he did. It, it would be impossible to write it all out because it was so much. But from what we have learned in Scripture that expresses um, Jesus' ministry, majority of it was people seeking him out, not him seeking people out, right? He would just be walking down the street and somebody would come up to him and say, hey, look, my, my kid is dying or my kid is sick or my wife is sick or whatever, or I'm sick, heal me. Like, they would come up to him. I think that if you're really concerned with uh, not having people to minister to, then maybe there's a good chance that you're not getting out the house enough. Because the fact is, is that when we come in contact with people every single day, there's people that are hurting out there, and there's people that are in need out there. And all it takes is a person being proactive, stepping out of their own isolated boat, and seeking out people to say, hey, look, what do you need? Is there something I can pray with you about? Is there something that I could help you with? You know, I'm a minister. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. And I believe that the welfare of his children is one of his top priorities. And as an ambassador for Christ, I would like to know, is there a way that I can help you? If you truly are concerned about that. And you can do it. It doesn't necessarily mean that someone has to come to your building you know you can actually go to the people for a change well and you mentioned i think there's a reason getting out of the house more which we obviously can't do right now but i think yeah but we all still do it though right well yeah but even still we you know the house in air quotes is changing sort of like so to speak like we can get out of the house. We get out of the house every time we get on Facebook or YouTube. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Every time you talk to people, you have an opportunity to allow people to touch you, to allow people to reach out to you. And if you're sincere, because people, <laughs> people react to sincerity, you know, um, you can you can still reach people if that truly is your heart. <laughs> you keep saying touch me or touch people, and the <laughs> only thing I can think of is dropkick me Jesus through the goalpost of heaven. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. You took us way down south. Yeah, bro, that's in my roots. Yeah. Yeah, grassroots. <clears throat> I feel you. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I really do believe that this virtual thing opens up opportunity for those who feel called to capitalize during this time. And um, I don't just mean financially. I mean also, you know, spiritually and, and community-wise. There's still so much that you can do. Um, you just need to have the know-how or have some, you know, have a cabinet of people. Like if you're in a church and you're the pastor, you're the senior pastor, you're going to have associate pastors and you're going to have, you know, lay people and lay pastors, all these different things, people that are going to help you out. You can still employ them to do work. Um, you may not be able to pay them the same amount right away, but I mean, you can still get together with like-minded people and actually make an impact on this world and do it virtually. And I think that, um, that this is the time to do it. This is the time to capitalize and do it. So that's just my opinion. I mean, what have we said from the beginning? Church is not the building. It's the people. Screw the building, we're the unchurched. We don't need no stinking building. You don't need the building, sir. Forget the building. 
The building is stinky and musty. <laughs> needs to be cleaned. <laughs> Call me on the telephone. Speaking of stinky and musty, I forgot to tell you. You used to ring me on my cell phone. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Anytime you need my love. Call me on my cell phone. That sounded just like him, didn't I? Um, yeah. <laughs> you really did. I mean, actually, you kind of did because he's always monotone. Right. Anyway, you said must and stinky. And I have some very good news. That only you took a shower today. Only took a shower today. <laughs> that only really affects me and my wife. But our neighbors moved out. They just left, and they left all their no shit. Way. So no way. So it still kind of smells because it wafts in from like our vents. But dude, no more will we have to sit. In a house that smells like we're smoking pot. Dank. Because they had that dank kush, dude. Nice. Yeah. Good we're excited. I've been trying to burn incense and candles like yeah. more than we usually did just to like, <laughs> you know. Sure. <clears throat> That's good, man. It's a good deal. So good. Well, I have to call it because I got to leave, but um, good conversation, though. Yes. So um, you can check us out at unchurchpodcast.show, and uh, you can get our emails from there as well, Twitter and Instagram at unchurchpod, and join us, follow us, like us, join the conversation. You can uh, check out the show notes for the podcast. And you'll get our emails there. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think. And um, we love you a long time. So long we love you. Good day. Peace. Jesus to the goalposts of life.